You're listening to the All The Things Podcast with Natalie and Aaron. Hey, you guys. It's Natalie and Aaron, and we just wanted to take a second to talk through All The Things podcast and even how we came up with the name. So the All The Things podcast came up because, honestly, we love all the things. Right. We didn't want to feel limited by any kind of tone or scope or theme. We wanted to be able to encompass all expressions of who we are and the things that we like to talk about. So what we hope to do is to engage in conversations that entertain, share stories that inspire, and invite people into messages that challenge our listeners. So conversations, stories, and messages. Yeah. The conversations, we hope, will feel like you're sitting in the living room with us. And we're just having a laugh, having a conversation, figuring life out, just working that out together. But the stories and the messages, those are going to be a different tone. Yes. The stories we're hoping to invite people in where they can share their life story or one that they've been a part of where they can share the lessons learned and insights and just inspire us in the ways they've lived. Those who come and we invite to share their message are ones that we hope will challenge us to live and love an action-oriented type message. Yeah. And I think that that just really encompasses so much about who we are. And who knows, we might continue to add to these series. You know, right now it's conversations, it's messages, and it's stories. But maybe on down the road, it'll be about travel or food or whatever. That's right. So suffering and loss and grief, it's so messy and leaves you with so many questions mm-hmm. um, and so many left unanswered. But today we're going to journey with someone who has a story that includes all those things. And we're not going to talk about a lot of the unknowns, but rather she's going to share with us her story and the things that we can be sure of. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah. Who do we have, Erin? It's uh, Maria Bowersock. Woo-woo. Hi, Maria. Hello. So we invited you on because we we know your story a little bit, and we just wanted to have this conversation. I feel like it's, it's something that needs to be known. Most so. If anyone has lived at all, mm-hmm. they have yes. a reason to listen in and to either prepare themselves for what potentially could come, mm-hmm. what most likely will come, or something that's already happened and just a perspective change that they need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in this life, there's going to be suffering of mm-hmm. some sort. There's going to be, well, because Jesus told me so. <laughs> gotcha. Fine. I'll believe okay. it. <laughs> that's, that's what he told me. And I mean, it's true. It's, it the, is. Yeah. We, yeah, we live in a really broken down world. And, uh, again, I think I would just challenge anybody have, if you've lived, have you not suffered? Right. So, yeah. Right. So let's talk to Maria about her story. Hey, Maria. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me, you so guys. happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. Just to kind of tag along to what you were just saying. Um, I think it's so easy when we um, just are doing any sort of living to just say that thing, God is good, God is good. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you go through something, a heartbreak of some kind or however that looks. And immediately what always gets brought to question is God's 
goodness. Yes. And then we all of a sudden we're like, well, did I believe it or didn't I believe it? Mm-hmm. But we don't talk about it. We keep it inside. We don't wrestle with it because if we wrestle to believe God is good, what if we don't really believe it? And right. all of these things, it's messy yeah. and it's hard to talk about. But it's needed, mm-hmm. just to go back to what you said, it's an mm-hmm. important conversation to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I think that the church in general has kind of a reputation for being scared and a little bit fearful of allowing people to ask questions yeah. and to explore and to just journey through the hard things and, and being mm-hmm. able to say, God, help me understand this more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I've even seen it. You know, I've seen people who have lost a loved one and say, how? Or, or why, you know, and how could God do this to me? Mm-hmm. If he loved me, how could he do yeah. this? And yeah. why did this happen if God is a good God? So yeah, yeah. yeah. tell yeah. us a little bit more yes. about how you come to your understanding of God mm-hmm. through some, some of the things that have gone on in your life, Maria. Yeah. And I will do my very best to give a condensed version. Um, but in short, I'm fast forwarding on a big chunk of my life yeah. um, to 2011. Uh, my parents were flying to our lake house. And let me rewind a little bit if it's not too confusing. My dad actually is not my biological dad. Okay. He adopted me at 18. Um, I grew up without a father figure. And the one that was in my life for a short time um, was just abusive in many, many mm. different ways. So, so my perception on a, on a dad was very much tainted. Mm-hmm. Um, and in walks this man, Steve Hatch into my life. And not only did he want to marry my mom, he wanted to adopt me and he treated me like a dad would. And I didn't have a point of reference, but I, I mean, when you got a good dad going on, you know, when you got right? a good dad. And yeah. so he was that. And so I got to enjoy life with him for seven years. And, um, prior to meeting me and prior to me coming into his life and my family coming into his life, uh, he was involved in a plane crash, um, with his first family. Mm -hmm. And so just the, the union of both of our families, Mm -hmm. it was just too, you know, heartbreaking, terrible situations. Yeah that God really redeemed and he did it in a very tangible way to where we all got to experience tangible blessing. And so seven years, fast forward um, to 2011, they get married and we enjoy seven years together. And again, that tangible blessing of like seeing what a father figure is like, um, dad adopting two daughters when he lost one and he lost a son, Mm -hmm. like just seeing very real um, evidence of God's goodness. And then seven years later, my parents, and so I call him dad Mm because he is very much a dad to me. He adopted you. And, um, so we, they were flying to the lake house and it was just my mom and my dad and my brother and my two dogs and the plane crashed and Mm -hmm. they, my parents ended up ended up being killed in that plane crash. Mm-hmm. And my brother survived. And if you watched any news mm-hmm. at that time, it went like wildfire on yeah. national news. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you're in any state surrounding our state, yes. you have to have gone. I mean, this is ringing some bells. Right? Yes. Because you're like, right. okay, I think I've heard of this yeah. story. Yes. Yes. I mean, ESPN did a, a story for on it. Yeah. yeah. 30 yeah. for 30. So, I mean, it. the story has, has gone 
viral all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's all over. And um, and really because of my brother's miraculous recovery, he was not supposed to survive. Right. Yeah. And then when he did survive, his condition of survival was like. God, he survived for this. Right. And then now he's married and living a very normal life. And it is. It's a it's No one a walking would know miracle. what he's been through just to see him. Oh, yeah. you wouldn't even know he was no. in a plane crash. I mean, it is a walking, walking miracle. But through those, through that time um, and after their death and really everything unfolding after that with Austin and... Austin's your brother. Austin, my yeah. brother. Yeah who was in the plane crash, you know, we are seeing before our eyes, these miracles unfold. I mean, and, and even, um, like doctors are saying, like, we've seen miracles. We have never seen anything like this with his healing, with his healing. Like mm-hmm. it has been, he has not plateaued right. and, and that has been what has been remarkable. Well, as that was all happening, we're seeing tangible again, tangible evidence of God's goodness. Right. What was going on internally for me was, but God, mm. how is this good? Mm. Because what was lost was so great. And what was lost could never be made up tangibly right. ever again. Right. Right. Like I will never get my parents back. And if anybody else has had any loss of any kind, I can't imagine losing a child like it, it doesn't matter the positive outcome that mm-hmm. can come of right. it when it comes to a loss that can never be replaced. Yeah. So I, I remember reading in one of my journals, I was just kind of reading back to that time and, and remembering how terrified I was. And in one of them I wrote, um, it changed my whole perspective on heartbreak because um, like heartbreak now, how I look at heartbreak is you feel like you're physically going to die. Mm. Like your body could give way to the pain Mm -hmm. and you want to. Yeah. Not even in a, I'm not even talking in a suicidal way. Like you literally feel like you have a broken heart and you're just like, I have nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. how am I going to survive this? Mm -hmm. But then you have to survive it. Mm -hmm. And it is torture. This like tension of feeling like you're going to die. Yeah. Mm -hmm but you aren't and you have to walk this out. It's and you have terrifying. to. Yeah. You have to. That's the hardest part is you don't get to, you don't get a way out. Right. You have to keep going. I was listening to Ravi Zacharias recently and he was talking about, if you're not familiar with him, he's a Christian apologetic. And I really appreciate listening to him and just his like um, perspective yeah. on the world and also scripture. And he was talking about the book of Job. Mm-hmm. And the book of Job is traditionally traditionally looked at as um, a man who lost everything and he really suffered. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you see him wrestle within that book. You see his friends like trying to like, you know, come on, Job, you're fine. Like God is good. God is, I just think of all the things that people had told me in it, sure. but really what Job was after, like he was wrestling. And here's what I think is missed often in this book is, and Ravi said it so perfectly, and it is so true, I believe, of all of us that are in so much pain. When we ask the question, God, are you good? What we really need to know is we really want, we really want to hear from God personally. Mm -hmm. We, and that's what I believe. If we read Job and we look at it from that perspective, like Job had all of these questions, but what did Job really want? Mm -hmm. He wanted to hear from God. Mm -hmm. Like, God, are you in this? Yeah. 
I think what, I mean, really what he needed to know was, oh, I've not forgotten you, child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is so true. Yeah. I think back to different things that I've gone through and it, it is, you know, everybody has suffering in different levels, but I think about, I just wish that you would just talk to me specifically. You would just, because then I feel like I could handle whatever you're doing. You just told me, Hey, I, I, I've got you. I've got I'm you. Yes. And listen, I, there's a plan in this. I know you don't know what it is and you know, whatever. I feel like, okay, I'll be faithful then. Right. Yes. Right. Like, I, okay. I, I don't need to know, but I need to know that you know. Right. right. And I often feel like for me, at least my kind of mindset oftentimes naturally is God and hardship don't live in the same space. Right. Mm. And that's not true, but right. oftentimes that's my natural kind of inclination of thinking of like, well, if this is hard, then surely like God wouldn't have me go through it or God is removed from it or whatever. And so I think asking that, like wanting to hear from God, wanting to know that God is near, well, of course he is, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel that way because we mm-hmm. feel like they're not in the same space. You exactly. Know? And I think that's what Job was after. That's what I was really after. I look back on that season of like really wrestling to believe God is good. I wasn't wrestling to believe God is good in general. I was wrestling to believe that God was good in this devastating yes. situation. Yes. And, and to you personally. And exactly. Not just to, you know, because that that that's a good point, Erin. That added the fact that this story made national news actually really messed up my head a little bit with just just um my perception on on God like God did you allow this to happen so this could happen so this big story mm. to make national news and everybody could see your greatness and glorify you lord and and that's what people were trying to offer me as right. encouragement right They're and I I got to be honest with you I'm like oh my gosh I got to know, Lord, that you are good to me. Right. right. Like, I got to know that you can be global and you can be personal. Yeah, because right? then it just feels like, well, how did I get to be this sacrifice? Right. Exactly. How, I didn't ask to be this, Right. you know, and I mean... It doesn't feel worth it to it, you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad everyone's coming to Jesus who's hearing this Ab- story, but meanwhile, right. I what want my me? mom and dad. Yeah, I'm forgotten that's, here. Yes, yeah. that's what I kept saying. Like, if God cares about one soul, then doesn't he care about mine? That's right. Yeah. Like, because it's not just all about God didn't send his son just to save us. He did. But also that we can walk a full life in Jesus today. That's right. Sure. And so I'm thinking, well, what about me? Yeah. He stripped Mm. it. He stripped you of that. Yeah. Where's my full life? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But little did I know, little did I know, Mm -hmm. and it was a long season, but it was going to be worked for my good. Mm personally. Mm. And that is God. I think that's what I hope that would give encouragement to everyone is that God is not just a God that's thinking global impact. Mm -hmm. He's a God that can do both. Mm -hmm. And there's no other person say or God that could ever do anything Mm -hmm. like that could even come close to that. And what other God can be global and personal at the same time? Right. Yeah. There isn't. Right. There just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you read Paul Tripp's book on suffering? Maybe glanced at it or something. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm about, I'm about to cough. Tried to drink a, tried to take a quick sip of coffee. It didn't go well. Edit this. Edit out. that part out. Me. Or don't. Whatever. Yeah. This is real life. This is real life, guys. Um, no, I haven't, but okay. I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah. So Paul Tripp has this book on suffering that I feel like is just so good. And I haven't even been able to read the whole thing, but a friend brought it over and was like, Hey, have you seen this? She took a restroom break and I was like, I'm not giving it back to you. This is so good. I'm <laughs> like in my mind, I'm underlining everything. Um, but one of the things that he says in his book, and I feel like it aligns so much with what you're saying. Um, and it makes so much sense to me as it says, um, the minute your functional theology tells you that God is not good, it's very hard to hold on to the confessional theology that declares he is. Yeah. And I feel like that's everything you're saying right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the life that you were living said so much that he's not good. Yep. So because of that, it was hard for you to even believe or confess in your yes. heart that he truly was. Yes. But he was showing you a different way. Yeah. He was showing you he truly was. He was. And and I, I, I learned very quickly it was an uncomfortable thing for other people to hear. Mm that I was wrestling to believe that um, and was just wrestling with it. But it's such a necessary thing that we do in our faith. I mean, it's God's kindness that he exposes places of unbelief. And then I I don't know. I think through all of that, I realized, do we trust God enough that he really is the author and perfective perfecter of our faith, Mm. not just for our own faith, but like other people we love that Mm -hmm. we worry Mm -hmm. about, Mm -hmm. like he's got them. Yeah. He's got them and he is going to work all things for good. But yeah, it really is. And it was that verse in Romans 8, 28, God works all things for the good of those who love him, who Mm -hmm. have been called according to his purpose. And it was that verse that I real that God used to um, really connect some things for me about his goodness. And one of the things that I was believing that was a lie was that everything works for our good. Mm. And so therefore, everything is just for our good. Or if it's not for our good, there there is a way to look at it good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A spin well, on it. A spin. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, that spin, I just, it's, well, this situation, there was no spin. Mm. I tried to spin it so many different ways. And I'm sure everybody that had a word for you. Oh, a word from to, God. Also tried to yes. spin it. Yes. Yeah. That was hard. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like the older I get, the more I just feel like I needed. to... The only thing that is appropriate to say to somebody is, I'm sorry. Yes. Mm. And give them a hug. And if you cry with them, those yeah. ha- those were the most impactful yeah. Yeah. times with people was... I will never forget a girlfriend came over and she sat and she said, I don't know what to say. And Mm. she just bawled Mm. Mm -hmm. because the reality is like our pain is real Mm -hmm. and it's deep and it's Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. to not have words and just cry with. That's ministering. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Sitting in the suffering. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what um, Moses, when Moses was defeating, the Israelites were defeating the Amalekites Mm -hmm. and it was a part of them getting to the promised land. And Moses had to hold his arms up, but every time his arms fell, Mm -hmm. the Israelites were losing in battle. But if Mm -hmm. Moses kept his arms up, Mm -hmm. they were winning. Mm -hmm. And Moses, Moses's arms grew tired and in our heartbreak and in our suffering, our arms grow tired. But what happened is Aaron and her his friends um, 
came up and held up his arms. Mm-hmm. They didn't say, hey, Moses, do you, are you getting tired? Do you need me to hold your arms up? They just recognized mm-hmm. the need. The need. Mm-hmm. And that is like the best way in suffering to minister to somebody is recognize the need. Hold each that. other up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sometimes just looks like literally coming in saying, come sit on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> let me rock you. Let me rock you. you yeah. I'm not going to do that, Erin. I'm not going to rock you and I'm not going to let you rock me. But it's a nice, it's a nice image. Come to mama. <laughs> oh dear. Come to mama. <laughs> Speaking of what makes you do things, what makes you wake up in the morning? Well, I have to, but also because it's it's Ripple Coffee. It is. It fuels us. It right? does. Oh, I love it. And also, can we talk about, not all coffees are the same. That's exactly right. So Ripple Coffee is good because as we're drinking it. Yep. Mm, talk to me about the flavors. Well, it's chocolate mm-hmm. and caramelized sugar. Caramelized. It makes everything ju- better. It does. Put I a mean, little heat on it. Mm-mm-mm. So good. So good. And what's fun about setting down your cup? Well, I see the ripples and I go, oh, it's making a difference. Absolutely. Why is it making a difference? Well, because 100% yeah. of the profits from this company goes to Ethiopia. 100%. Not kidding. It goes to an orphanage. So the owners of the company went to Ethiopia and came back with just stories of, we've got to play a part. We've got to do something. And so they kind of matched with this vision for wanting to do a coffee company with the need that they saw in Ethiopia. And they said, let's just tie these two together and make it all about supporting good causes. And so that basically it's drink a cup, save a life. And create a ripple effect. In our world. In our world. Yeah. How amazing yeah. is that? Yeah. It's amazing. I love so it. So as you buy Ripple, you get to enjoy it, but you also know that with each purchase, you're helping to support a child in, in Africa who needs the support that, you know, we're providing. So, I mean, I don't know that you could put two more perfect things together. Drinking caffeine and yummy, yummy coffee for a good cause. Sign me up. Done. We've talked about Christianity being hard and not that we sit down and talk about our long sufferings. And um, victimized, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't want that kind of mentality, but we talk about, we want to talk about a little bit about how um, Christianity, there are hardships, hardships for even those who aren't Christians. Let's be honest. It's the differentiation between us and non-Christians isn't the hardship, it's the perspective through it. And so talk a little bit about the importance of us kind of embracing the hard and having a mentality of that going into this life. Yeah. I, I love how you said that because it's whether we're a believer or not, we are going to go through hardship. It's just the difference is, yeah, it's our perspective and it's like what we can actually hang on to. Yes. Like we actually can have hope. Mm -hmm. It's not like a command to have hope. It's something we get to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is something that is unlike anything else. And, and it's a game changer when we do go through suffering. Mm-hmm. I've had people ask me, do you think that you needed to go through this to have the kind of faith that you have today? And here's how I always answer that question. I don't know. Sure. Because I don't. Like, I don't know if I needed this type of suffering to have the kind of faith that I have, but God knows. 
and I know it happened this way. And so I know that in, in our darkest, scariest times where we feel the most alone and, and we are alone. I mean, at the end of the day, the one person that could relate to me in every level was my mom mm. and she was gone Yeah, and nobody else could comfort me in the way that she could. Like it was gone. Mm. It put me in a position to need Jesus. And I know that it's the right thing to say that we need Jesus and we do need him. (laughs) But the reality is I didn't care. Yeah. Like I was a Christian. I didn't really need to have a deep faith because I didn't care. Right. I didn't want to. My mom had it and it was enough to just kind of follow that. And even if like you have a question or you have a concern, I'll just go to my mom. Right. So would you consider... Not that you would have ever invited, wanted, desired for your circumstances to happen this way. But would you consider your suffering and your loss to now be a blessing to you? Yeah, I would. It's taken me seven, eight years to be able to see that. And this is, it's weird to say, and in a weird, in a way it feels wrong to say this. It feels wrong in my flesh to say this, but... I, and it almost might make me choke up. I would not trade this for the world. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am so in love with God. Mm. Like I've never known him. I would never, I wish that it didn't happen. And I don't mm-hmm. want it to happen. And mm-hmm. I would take it back in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. but I would never trade what I have with him for anything, mm-hmm. for anything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, looking forward, you know, I, I very well may lose some more tangible blessings. Yeah. Um, but what has happened through this, because um, for many years it was a lot of fear and anxiety of what if, when's the next pin going to drop? Right. Of course. But what God has like done through this is, um, and going back to the Israelites and going into the promised land, um, I can't remember if they were crossing the Jordan when they got the remembrance stones. I feel like it was the Jordan. It wasn't. It was the Jordan. Yeah. I want to say it's the Jordan. Because they were also remembering all of the time in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. You can fact check. You can fact check us if you need to. <laughs> but what happened in that scene is um, the Israelites crossed the Jordan and God had Moses have some men go back and get 12 remembrance stones. And those stones were then brought with them into this promised land. And they were, they were as a, they represented like a memorial of God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about what if, like what if the next pin does drop, I have these remembrance stones with God that I can't, I mean, I can't unknow it now. Mm. Like I can't unknow his faithfulness and his goodness Mm -hmm. in the darkest, Mm. darkest hour. Do I want to go through that again? Lord, no. And and there are some, I'm going to be real. I I ask him, please no. Like I don't want, I don't know that my body could physically handle that type of pain again. And I don't want it. But I have these remembrance stones 
of his faithfulness and his goodness. And I, I just, I really believe that that's what he wants for all of us personally. Like I think he, I know he wants us to all personally know right. him and to have our own remembrance stones of his faithfulness and not just keep hearing about it from everybody else, yeah. but to experience it for ourselves. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Um, you had said uh, about the stones and just being able to depend on your own faith having wrestled through that and being able to land at a place where you weren't dependent on somebody else, but you could speak for yourself that God was good, is good. And, um, that you know that because you've leaned in and have seen him show up in a big way, but also that those stones would not just be a remembrance for you, but for generations and and people to come that we would continue to speak um, of his goodness and, um, be able to just, um, speak of his faithfulness so that as generations come, they can hear of those stories, um, and know that those accounts being true, you know, this was Maria's story and see how God, see how God was present. Yes. Yes. And when you, when you start to think through this, it starts to change the way that you pray. Like, it's mm-hmm. so easy. And I think as a child, we pray these kind of prayers and, and into adulthood, um, keep me safe, right? help, help me on my test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Help me not be embarrassed by that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think that you, it's this, this, these prayers of protection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all, always protect, protect, protect. A hedge protect, of protection. Protect. Yes. Right? And you know, I mean, I get that. I understand <laughs> yes. it. Um, but there's this other thing of, but what if, what if. Um, something so much bigger yep. and broader. I don't. I don't necessarily want to say better because it's not better that that you lost your parents, right. but it's for our good. Yes, it's for my good. Better feels worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what if there's something out there that that is a bigger? Like Maria, I've talked to you about this before. I don't want to get to the the end of my life and say, "Oh, I was safe." Yes. And have God go, but look, if you'd have just not been a little bit safe, yes. mm-hmm. if you'd have just not held on to your family, your friends, your comforts, you know, whatever, look what could have happened. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just didn't do it because you were scared. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe it's less of God protect me. Right. And more of God prepare me. Yes. Yeah. Because we want to be armed and equipped and empowered to fulfill his purposes because we believe in kingdom. Right. We believe in eternal, mm-hmm. even if it means presently having to really face some really hard things. Yeah. Right. And, you know, as we were preparing for today, we were all in conversation about um, embracing the hard and not yeah. for the sake of being, you know, again, woe is me, but being able to talk about to our kids yes. the importance of understanding that this journey is not going to be a light one. Yes. And and you don't need to be scared. You're not mm-hmm. going to be having to do it alone. You don't have to be fearful, but you do have to understand that this is not going to be an easy one, but it's going to be a worthwhile one, mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, as we talked about that, just we said having disciplines that allow us to lean into hard things. I mean, I love when people are like, "Yeah, we as a family, we do hard things." And I'm like, "I'm going to I'm going to steal that one because mm-hmm. I want to practice that." Mm-hmm. You know, I want that to be in our DNA. Mm-hmm. But Yep. Yeah. So good. Well, I was just going to say, it reminded me of the verse in Ephesians that I love when she said, like, if, if you have a knowledge of who I am, then, um, then don't be like children, yes. immature, um, tossed around by, you know, what the wave and, or every wind, 
um, but rather being um, just steadfast yes. in what you believe. And I want to be a believer like that. And, the, and, and it's for our good to right, be. Like the, right. right there, like that's another evidence of like God working something for good yes. is when we can be that. Yes. Exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like so almost like in summary, what you said, um, just, it sounded like in your grief, um, and it's not like you were necessarily seeking it out, but people, you were looking in uh, different directions and you were, you were having these people say things to you and yeah, okay, it made sense. Or maybe it was a a good thing to say. Maybe it was even a scriptural thing to Mm -hmm. say or whatever, but you weren't feeling it. Right. You weren't, it it wasn't, you weren't there yet. And so somehow that must mean that you are lacking. Right. And, um, and so just trying to wrestle with that. But when you plugged into the source of truth is when you were made enough through his power. Yes. In his strength alone. In his strength alone. And that is key because especially nowadays, like you can get on... Any, you just log into Instagram. There are plenty popular people who I'll describe it like they are all motivation, self love, self power. You got this girlfriend, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. do you, like, mm-hmm. and then they've got God coming along with them. Mm-hmm. So it's enough to say that, you know, we've got God in this. But here's the thing here, here is what is so different. And here's where all of this, all of me talking and sharing this my testimony and all this is for not, if I cannot tell you that it is all by the power of the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. Mm -hmm. You are enough because of who God says you Mm -hmm. are, but we are not, we are not, we talked about this a little bit. We actually are not enough to do this and to work out our own faith. It is all by the power of the Holy Spirit. We aren't going to go do our call and get through suffering and get through pain and get through hardship without the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we go through suffering and we aren't a believer or we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit or we're not even using the power Mm. of the Holy Spirit and we're wondering, where is God? Well, well, girlfriend, like I hate to tell you, but if you're not in Christ, like he never promised that power. Right, right. And, And if we are in Christ... We got to, like, we have to make our own mind up if we're going to, how are we going to do this right. thing? Stay the course. Is, are we going to stay the course? And it takes practice. Mm-hmm. My mentor said to me recently, um, Maria, God's word says to meditate, meditate on his word. In other, like, translation, it says to practice, practice it. Well, as a musician, because she is a musician, she's like, I can tell you something, a musician practices the same piece of music over and over and over again, not until they get it, but until there's absolutely no mistakes. Mm. That is what that scripture Mm -hmm. means when it says to meditate on the word of God. It means to practice it, practice it, practice it, practice it, practice it. We are not going to just get that God is good in one reading of his goodness or in one listening to his podcast or one reading of John 15 or one reading of the book that I just wrote. You know, it's like, we're not going to get it because we are meant to practice it for ourselves Mm -hmm. personally. And we practice it until there are no more mistakes. How will we know when that is? is when there is no question Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. But even then, we can't practice enough. Like, I know for me, I know God is good. Right. But just like, I just wrote a book, and I've got all this anxiety about it coming out, and I'm like crying and thinking, what if this is like a big flop? And my husband's like, now time out. Aren't you the woman? 
that knows God is good and knows he is faithful and knows that he will work all things for your good. And Mm -hmm. you're sitting in this house right now crying as if he has forgotten you. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. because I'm human. Because we do that. We try to like just say, because I'm human. And he was like, no, no. Right. You say he is good. So do you believe it? So Maria's got some practice in mm-hmm. to still do. Yeah. There is meditating on the scripture that has Absolutely. to happen because we go through different seasons of life. And what happens in our new phases and new seasons of life is we're not just learning God's goodness all over again. We're learning it for this season, mm-hmm. for this stage, for this circumstance. Mm-hmm. And that is for our good to know mm-hmm. our God in mm-hmm. all those different ways. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. And then we are meant to testify to it. Right. We're meant to testify to it. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know why just this just analogy comes to me and I know it's overused, but the analogy of a crutch mm-hmm. and, um, I just, I just picture this person who got very hurt and is laying on the ground and so many people are coming up to them and trying to help them and help them. And somebody gives them a crutch and okay, their, their leg hurts. They can get up, but Hey, this crutch really helps. Yeah. Oh, this is, and this was meant for my good, right? Yeah. This this person who came up to do this had all good intentions when they did this and they gave me something helpful. Mm -hmm. They did. Right. But what happens is I'm just going to start living with this crutch now. Mm -hmm. And that's just how I'm going to, you know, how I'm going to be. And it's always this crutch that was given to me by this person who meant well, Right. but, but maybe what it is is even more like maybe God's saying, no, I want you to walk fully healed Mm -hmm. and fully restored, but you're going to have to go out on these tender, broken pieces and learn how to walk again Mm -hmm. without the crutch. Yeah. Right. Um, I just love that thought. And I see that in you, Maria. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful Mm -hmm. of that for you in your life. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as you were talking about just continuing to practice and you're not going to have perfected your faith. Mm -hmm. In fact, that won't happen until Mm -hmm. Jesus comes back. But, um, I was just thinking of Philippians 2, 12, where it says, therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yes. Continue to work out your salvation. Continue. Yes. You know, it's a continuous, it's a journey. Yes. I'm thankful for that. It's not a one and done. Sorry, no. Natalie, you messed up and you're out of here. It's a continual yes. leaning in, journeying, um, having people have to speak yes. truth, even if it's our husbands yes. <laughs> to speak those hard truths. Right. Um, but, mic drop. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what he did. He mic dropped me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we talk about your book and I want to return back to that, circle back to that here in yeah. just a minute. But um, help me understand what message you would, want to speak to someone in the midst of their suffering. You know, what would, I mean, outside of the kind of caring, showing up, crying with you type scenario, but what message um, would a strong, mature, God-following person have spoken into your life in the thick of that journey? Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you what somebody actually did tell me. Okay. Who was that woman? Was Maria, don't try to analyze this. Mm. Just watch him unfold it. And, and along with that is, you know, that he will work it for our good. So there is a, a rest factor that can happen Mm. that he will work this for our good. So back to the feelings, like we can feel all the things, Yep. but can we do it with our Bible open? I cannot tell you 
and I didn't want to have my Bible open. I didn't feel like it would do anything. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I remember one um, morning, morning or night, and that's in that season, it all blurred together. It was all dark. It was all dark. I was, but I, I, it was all dark. Yeah, it felt that way. I opened my Bible and I said, I need to know this is real. And then you know what I did is I just kept reading mm-hmm. and reading mm-hmm. and reading every day, mm-hmm. all day, every day. And it didn't feel like it was doing anything. Yeah. But it was. And God is the author and perfecter of our faith. And he works all things for our good. And that is not just for the good of others. Right. It's for the good of us right. personally. Right. Mm. And he will, that it will never return empty. We it believe will that. never. It will never. Which I've seen your love for God's word because I believe that now, yes. looking back, it was that blanket yeah. over you of truth. And yeah. Um, yeah. So what would you say right now to a non-believer, not necessarily in suffering, but now knowing how important your faith was to you in the midst of this journey, what would you say to a non-believer? That is such an amazing question. That's such a good question. Natalie, could we have talked about this? (laughs) Could we have talked about this in our Marco? I mean, did you think about Marcoing me that? (laughs) Making you think no. Right now. I'm just telling you. I I love it. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Because that's a really good question. You know, oh man, <laughs> I I, I mean, love, I kind of love doing those things. No, I like it's it. Funny. I think I do. I think it's really good. It is really healthy. It's really good to think about this. What I would say, oh man, I, it's, it's so elementary, and a part of me is like, why am I even saying this? No, but I, I, I mean, that's what I would say. Is I don't know. I, I don't know how you're going to make it through without Jesus. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I know like I, without holding on to hope, not just this mindless hope, because sometimes I think we think of this Christian faith as mindless because yeah. it's without seeing, Yeah, but it's actually with our mind. Like I've made up my mind mm-hmm. about who he is and I have hope and things that are lasting and yes. my mind knows it's true and I've actually have evidence that it's true for my life personally that you know I'm just like would you would you just be would you just be willing that curiosity I just wonder if it's there yeah, yeah. like it's got to be there because he created you mm-hmm. he created mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. to know him right and he created us in his image so that curiosity has got to be there would you like be willing like the pain won't be any worse to discover. Right. right. Like, what do you would have you to just lose? be willing to discover yeah. right. and see? Right. I think that's what I would say because okay. I don't know how else. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else you have hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, that our God, you know, I often go back to thinking about his original dream. And that to me speaks of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and his original dream was never to encompass loss and no. grief and hardship. And so regardless of what's come through our life, I know that he, this was never meant for us. Right. It was only through the fall, through sin, that this was introduced, all these things. And so I know that once again, he's going to come and bring it back to completion, his original yeah. dream, and this will be all gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is the reflection of what he wants for us. Exactly. And I do think like to tag along to exactly that is I know that 
that's really hard, but God could still, he could have changed this pain. He could have, he didn't have to allow this to happen. But exactly to your point, Natalie, I think it's important that we remember what is true though, Mm -hmm. that sin does have its way right now. Mm -hmm. And God never promised to stop that Mm -hmm. part of Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But his original plan, and going back to what his original plan is and what it will be, Mm -hmm. is very important to like train our minds to go back to. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't, we get so lost here as if this is the eternal. But God could have. Why didn't he? Why did he allow? And I wrestled with that too. I'm not going to act like I didn't. I did. But what he promised, I think what I needed to know was, was he lying to Mm. me? No, he wasn't. Mm -hmm. He never promised that there wouldn't be suffering. In fact, he prepared us Mm -hmm. for suffering, Mm -hmm. but he said he would always work it for our good. Yes. That's what he promised Mm -hmm. is the working for good if we're in him. He never promised that it wasn't going to be there. I love that going back to the original plan. Yeah. What was and what's going to be. Yes. And that's where our hope is. And that in the middle of it here, when we feel like we're in present hardship, he doesn't remove himself, but says, right. I'm right in the thick of it with you. Like, what a good God. I, mm-hmm. I know. But even more so coming from you, having had to say, I've actually experienced that full on, I believe it even more. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, God. And that's why we wanted you to come and share your story. And that's why we want to have you back yeah. at some point. Do we? Because, I would lo- oh, 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 I'm, ki- I'm kidding. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I want you to talk real quick about your book. Yes. yes. Tell me when it's going to be released, if you know that. Tell me the title. Tell me um, the overarching theme. I think we know it, but I still want to kind of get the message um, and, and how people can get it. Yes. I mean, okay. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. So really, well, thanks. I am too. <laughs> I am a little bit terrified. I'm, I'm all the things. I'm like yeah. terrified, scared, all of it, yeah, yeah. but whatever. On to the book. Um, so the book is about, it's really my testimony, testifying to God's goodness. A lot of what we talked about here, but it's a lot more personal. Mm. The launch date right now is June 24th. It's looking like it'll still be that, but that actually is the anniversary of the plane crash. So it's oh, kind of like why, yeah, it's did why you I really, choose that? I did choose it. Okay. okay. I wanted it to be. That's great. And, and I'm, what I'm really excited about this book is because, you know, the news has told this sensationalized version of this story, but I just really want the world. Like, I just wonder if not every person that watched the news story could then read the book and hear of God's goodness. Mm-hmm. You're reclaiming it for Through his it. glory. Yes. Yeah. And so that's what I'm praying for, yeah. for this book. Like yeah. I have this like passion and burning in my bones to tell of his goodness. It's like the Samaritan woman, like when Jesus, when she met Jesus and what she couldn't do was go and tell everybody, I met this man who told me everything I've done. Right. Yeah. That's right. how I feel yeah. about this book. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I cannot help, but just tell what I now know. Mm. I love your humility because I really believe um, just because you're giving God all the credit and the power of where this goes, Mm -hmm. whether it fails or whether it succeeds, it's all for his glory and his use. And so we're hoping, we're praying, and we're believing that it's going to have a really big impact. Thank you. Yeah. And you know what? It might be impactful to somebody 20 years from now Mm -hmm. that sees it in a bookstore Yep. Those those won't exist. 
I'm, I'm, yeah. kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. See it on the interwebs. <laughs> the interwebs. Reading it on their electronic devices. Downloads it into their brain. That's right. <laughs> right? Because that'll probably be happening at some point. In their glasses. Yeah. They'll be oh, reading yeah. it on their glasses. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, that's what I love too is nothing is wasted here. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that even if what you don't see... Even if you don't get to see the yep. full measure of what's happening, yes. that God's like, you just wait. Yeah, And there is a purpose here yep. for somebody far from now, yeah. and it's it's going to be good. I'm and, believing that too. And that's what's so cool about joining in on his thing, mm-hmm. like on his mission, mm-hmm. on his purpose, is it's not the promotion of our thing. Because we'll probably fail in our thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with his, it's it goes back to that lasting blessing. Like yep. it's lasting. And so nothing is wasted for that reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, we got a lot to hope for. That's awesome. And it's just so cool to see what he's going to do. I love it. I think that's the perfect ending here. Yeah. We have a lot to hope for. Yes. Yep. That's exciting. That just brings joy in itself. Yes. Yep. So can't wait to have you back. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You've got so much to bring to the table. Thanks so much, Thanks, Maria. Guys. All right. Thanks again for listening to the All The Things Podcast with Natalie and Aaron. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at podcast underscore all the things.